श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए श्री श्री दावजी गोपाल की जाए गौड़ तनंद की जाए गोराधमाधव की जाए गोभक्तवृंद की जाए गोप्रेमानंदे सो गुड इवनिंग वी गोइंग टू स्पीक अ लिटिल बिट फ्रॉम द Ramananda Samvad and um this of course is the famous samvad means conversation so conversation between Ramananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu This is found in the 8th chapter of the Madhya Kanda the middle section of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And it's very central to the whole uh, book in that it speaks about the ideal practice and ideal corresponding highest uh, attainment. And what it culminates in here is alluded to in the very uh onset of the book where Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami cites Rupa Goswami's verse. Rupa Goswami wrote a verse that uh, constituted the Namaskar verse, the verse in which one offers uh, one's pranam and respect to the deity of one's book. Rupa Goswami had written a drama, um, uh, actually it turned into two dramas by Radha's arrangement, but Vidagda Madhava and Lalita Madhava. And the Namaskar verse is uh, a famous verse and uh, and uh, glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the deity of the book. Hmm? Uh, it's beautifully brought out later in Chaitanya Charitamrita and the Antilila, the final pastimes, when Rupa Goswami is introduced to uh, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Puri, like Ramananda Roy, Surat Damodar, um and others um Ramananda Roy in particular was was a very learned person a poet scholar and he himself had written a drama Jagannath Balabhanathaka and uh, the, the the this book Rupa Goswami's dramas these are very elevated uh, books with regard to insights into and feeling for the for the leela of Radha and Krishna um so when mahabhu introduced rupa goswami to them um he was a renunciate a beggar and and um mahabhu said he was a very beautiful um, writer and a great devotee and he complimented not only his writing but his handwriting as well he said his handwriting is like rows of pearls and uh, so the devotees began to inquire Oh, you know, you're a poet and you've written a drama and so but it might have been Raman on the Roy, I think, who asked who, who what is the Namaskar verse? And they asked for other different verses. Um uh, being as I say, learned in the arts and so forth, there's an art to to drama and poetry and certain things have to, elements have to be there. And so they were asking about them and so forth. This is the one, the Namaskar verse and and uh, Rupa Goswami cited 
iz vrsamar pitačerim čarat krnajavutinu kalo samar pajitamuna te očla rasam sa bhakti srejam dhari purata sundra divti karamba sandi pitaha sadardaya kandares purato vasacinamana and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was embarrassed to hear that this is about him, that Namaskar verse. He took some exception to that, but others were very, very, very pleased. Rupa Goswami was blessed by, by Ramananda and Srupa Damodar, who in the Leela are, are, are senior to him. In the Krishna Leela, um, he's a handmaiden of Radha and and uh, Sarup Damodar is the, one of the group leaders, Lalita and Vishaka is another, both intimate friends of Radha, um, <coughs> and both of whom are very important, as we see from Ramananda Samvad in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's hands-on and um, uh, concentrated um, culture of the bhava of Radha, which is what he came to. To experience. So at any rate, um, and that verse, the Namaskar verse of Madhudamadava, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, Krishna Das Kaviras, excuse me, took that verse and he placed it in his book, Chaitanya Charitamrita, and he, he used it as not as a Namaskar verse, he has his own Namaskar verse, Bande Sri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodi To Gurudai Pushpavanto Chitrasam Deities of his book, Gauranitananda. And, uh, but he used this verse as an Ashirvad verse. So it's another element of a, of a Mongol charan or a sacred preface. There has to be a Vastunidesh shloka, a verse that tells the essence of what the book is about in terms of tattva. And then a Namaskar verse, of course, offering respect to the deity presiding over the text. And an Ashirvad verse is a blessing verse to the, to the readers. Hmm. Uh, so this, he employed this verse as an Ashurvad verse. It, it says, May Sachinandan, who is such and such, such and such and such, and who has come in the, such a rare time, in a rare Kali Yuga, anarpichicharyam charat kranabhati nokla, samarpitam, anarpitam samarpitam. What was not ever bestowed, uh, he has come to bestow and know on no uncertain terms. And what is that? Svabhakti Sriyam Udvala Rasam The brightest jewel of Rasananda. Hmm? Um, and may he dwell, reside in the cave of your heart. Hmm? Uh, that place that's hidden May he reside there in, in your heart, and and the implication is to reveal all of these things. So the the unatolto rasam sabakti sriyam. This unatolto rasa, this is what he came to give. And in the fullest sense of the term, there are different ways to talk about it, but in the fullest sense of the term, is what we find as the highest ideal um, uh, explained by Ramananda Roy to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in their conversation conversation, as we hear, is, is about what is the highest ideal and how shall it be attained. Hmm? But, um, as I say, it, it plays an important uh, role in the 
book, very important role. We'll see as we as we go through that, um, and it uh, it it moves like um, many of the seminal texts do, like the Bhagavatam, like the Gita, where we're talking about the highest ideal, what it is, and about what it's not, and distinguishing them, and so forth. Hmm? But the uh, the conversation itself, the meeting of Ramananda Roy and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has its beginnings in Jagannath Puri. Ramananda Roy was a member of the uh, the government. Um, he was uh, engaged by Rajputaparudra, the king, uh, sometimes called Gajapati, Lord of Elephants. The idea is that if you can keep elephants, they require quite a bit of upkeep, quite a bit of, uh, probably used to say they need 200 pounds of food a day, so that's a lot of bales of hay, uh, and uh, it's costly to keep elephants. So he was very wealthy and uh, very powerful. Indeed, uh, the uh, Muslims were not able to penetrate his area of uh, concern, his his um, kingdom, hmm? And uh, he was a stout Hindu, of course, and, and he became a, uh, a convert. So when the king converts, everybody converts. Hmm? He became a convert, and, uh, and uh, that following the conversion of his, of his guru, Sarvabhoma. Hmm? But the charger, so the learned Sarvabhoma is with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, the last, perhaps, to speak with him before he departs from Puri to South India. Hmm. The South India tour is is a two-year segment of the uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila that um, starts out in appearance and largely appears overall as... Um, a uh, expression of the Yuga Avatar aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was multifaceted, fascinating, deeply complex theological person, but um, there are two basic divisions to him, um, and that is that he plays the role of the Yuga Avatar, that this gives a dispensation for the Kali Yuga, the chanting of Nams and Kirtan and so forth on the one side. And the other side, of course, he's uh, Krishna himself seeking the bhav of Radha in a rare uh, encore appearance, if you will, uh, after he had appeared in his own Brajalila and found limit, the limits of it. The Gaurlila is the extension of that to resolve the problems that, were, that arose there. And... Um, Good problems, hmm? uh, and um, and so, of course, in the context as we've mentioned of distributing the Yuga Dharma, something special. There's a special dispensation. There's the opportunity to attain the prem of the Brajalila. Um, but as I said, there are internal reasons for pre previously. In other discussions, there are internal reasons for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, and there's external reason. External is the distribution of the Yuga Dharma, but there's an in-between reason, which is on both sides, and that is 
in the context of giving the Yuga Dharma, he's giving Brajaprame, which is confidential. That's just who he is. So if he comes as the Yuga Avatar, this is what he has to give. That's a special, special dispensation. Nonetheless, that wider distribution of Namsen Kirtan and so forth is um, the more general aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And of course, if we culture that, we come to understand the internal reasons and and um, in, in due course. And as Leela goes in that way, as, as he leaves Navadvip, he begins to send Kirtan, and eventually he ends up in Puri, deeply internal, and um, not um, any longer really a public uh, figure, a very private figure in the end. But his tour to South India begins on a, on the note and seems largely to be uh, as well about more of a wider dispensation of uh, Namsan Kirtan and the Yuga Dharma than it is about the internal reasons for his appearance and such esoteric topics. He's with Sarvabhoma in Puri and he wants to go to South India. He's with his various associates and they don't want him to leave Puri. They didn't want him to leave Navadvip. <laughs> and, and, and about four of them, Garadhar, Nityananda, Mukunda, um, uh, came with him. Hmm? Um, Jagadananda. Um, and, and when it, he decided of his own independent uh, nature to go to the south, then uh, they didn't want him to leave to go south. Hmm? And um, ostensibly, on, on the surface, that is, he wanted to go south to to, to fulfill the, the dharma of a sannyasi, which is to travel, and uh, if a sannyasi stays in one place too long, he could become suspect in the minds of, of others, in that um, uh, he may become dependent upon someone for his upkeep, and therefore he's staying there. And whereas if he travels, he, he, he who will who will take care of him? God will have to take care. Hmm? And literally, of course, we'll get to that. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just walked off to the south. Now, can you imagine if you just decided to? He might do it. Just walk off to San Jose. Hmm? Good luck. <laughs> you have to be a sannyasi <laughs> for that to be. Very successful. So, uh, Mahaprabhu said, "I'm a sannyasi. I have to go and travel. You're all here. I tried to try to be to fulfill my dharma. You know, and I went left for Navadvip uh, to take sannyasi, and I come to Puri, and you guys follow me. <laughs> you follow me. Nityananda broke my danda. Jagadananda's try, always trying to to make me comfortable." In, in bodily, uh, with different arrangements, bringing scented oils and, uh, and other things and so forth. And I'm a sannyasi. You guys are ruining my dharma. And um, I'm going to teach about Krishna bhakti and so on and so forth. Uh, so I have to go south. And, 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 and so there's this very beautiful and very touching, loving exchange between his intimate associates and himself and the fact that he's Bhagwan, he can do as he likes. But he is also under the control of his devotees. But 
they don't want to control him <laughs> because he's in he's independent and it's, it's this very complex situation and very beautiful uh, sentiments between Bhagwan and Bhakta are brought out. Hmm? Ultimately, Nityananda Prabhu says, all right, if you're going to go, that's fine. Hmm? You can go, we honor that. But you can't go alone. Someone has to go with you. So I'll go along with you. Hmm? Uh, Mahaprabhu says, no, then I'll be playing favorites then if I take you. And it will, that will not look at people will think I'm, I'm biased and so forth. So under the uh, auspices of Nityananda Prabhu, a meeting is held and uh, he comes up with the idea he has to take someone with him. Well, let's pick out someone who's not one of us. This is the Itai Kripa. Hmm. He extends the opportunity, can you imagine, to accompany Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the south to an unknown Brahmin devotee, not from the inner circle of his associates and idea, a well-known person, uh, um, of course, now he become famous. So he says, "We said some. We 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 decide someone must go with you, but it will not be from amongst us. But we just pick out the person. This Krishna Das is a good uh, Brahmin and devotee, and he will carry your your extra cloth and your water pot and so forth. And uh, uh, you should have an assistant like this." Mahaprabhu acquiesces. He agrees to take such an assistant, and Krishna Das from. Nowhere, this is Nityananda who just takes anyone and gives them such, such grace, such an opportunity. The story of Krishna Das, of course, continues, and and um, as the leela in South India unfolds, and um, some problems arise, and he becomes distracted and so forth. And, and when they return to Puri, Mahaprabhu dispenses with him and dismisses him. And he's so forlorn and embarrassed in the circle of devotees. And again, Nityananda Prabhu picks him up and says, All right, Mahaprabhu has rejected you because of what you did. You can't be in his company. So go to Navadweep and tell the devotees that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has returned to Puri. Hmm. So in this, you can just imagine, in the circle of Puri, he comes back and he, 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 he did something... Um, he became curious about something else and became a distraction to Mahaprabhu. So Mahaprabhu said, I can't keep a person like this who's going to be a distraction around. Hmm? So he dismissed him. So he's in, kind of embarrassed in the circle of the Bodhis, just as Mahaprabhu was coming back and it's a celebration. And then he, he he's the lone person out, embarrassed and forlorn. And Nityananda Prabhu puts him in a position to be this the, the joy of everybody in Navadweep because he will return with the news. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was returned from the south. Everybody will embrace him and, oh, you've brought us the news and and please come in and tell us about it and so on and so forth. So we see the magnanimity of Nityananda Prabhu. He's the very extension of the magnanimity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that's somewhat limited by his ashram as a sannyasi and the formalities of that, which um, he... Um, uh, more or less mm, took Nityananda Prabhu out of that kind of a situation and um, put him in a situation where he would not be restricted by the uh, 
sannyasa order that, for example, wouldn't let Chaitanya Mahaprabhu go to the go to the places of ill repute and and so forth because he would be suspect in the eyes of the people. But still, people there need to be delivered and so forth. Nityananda Prabhu was conditioned, commissioned for that. So he's really the extension of he he he. He arranged in such a way that Mahaprabhu will be called Patitapavan, the deliverer of the fallen, by his own preaching in relation to Jagai and Madai. But he becomes the, the super Patitapavan uh, in, uh, in doing so. So, this is another example of that. Arkobe nitai chander, korono hoive, sangsar vasanamo kobe tuchahove, narutam takura sings. You have to get the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu. That will, his, his like, in another place, it is soothing like millions of moons hmm, to extinguish the, the, the fire of samsara, samsara vasana, fire of desire. It means samsara vasana mokobe tu chahove. So, Mahaprabhu accepts the proposal, and then, as I say, he, 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 uh, meet with Sarvabhauma and Sarvabhauma is the last person then to see him off as he departs for South India. Ultimately, uh, I should mention that Mahaprabhu, while speaking about the his desire to preach in South India and and fulfill the sannyas dharma and so forth and so on, that was uh, not so compelling to the devotees. But when Mahaprabhu said, I've got to find my brother, Vishvarup, who had taken sannyas and went to South India, then they were a little bit affected. They don't like to think of him as a sannyasi, in other words. They are all uh, residents of Navadvip. They have intimate uh relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the sannyas is some Aishwarya distances them from him. When he talks about, I have to find my brother, that, that makes sense to them. That's Nimai Pandit. Yeah, he loves his brother, of course. He should. Hmm? They can they can identify with such feelings. Hmm? It's not, well, he's my brother, I'm a sannyasi, you know, we have no relationship or something. <laughs> Mahaprabhu was, was not like that. Hmm? So this this was a kind of a final response of Mahaprabhu that it's made some sense to them. At any rate, Sarvabhauma is, is seeing him off, hmm? and it's a pitiful uh, scene and difficult for Sarvabhauma, who's been converted. Hmm? And this is another, really a third instance in which we uh, can see the measure of the conversion of Sarvabhauma. And the conversion of Sarvabhauma is a huge event in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He hailed from, from Bengal like Mahaprabhu. He, was, he knew Mahaprabhu's uh, uh, grandfather and uh, uh, father, and, uh, um, but he was a huge, huge scholar, a very famous uh, person, very sober person. And like I said, he was like one of the gurus of uh, the king. So his conversion, the king converted and the whole of Puri. Um, but he was very, very well uh, grounded in logic 
very, very sober person, and um, and Vedanta. Hmm? And so his conversion is this very um, powerful point, if you will, um, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu looks like emotionalism and sentimentalism and not grounded in Vedanta. And uh, Vedanta is like this, the math, the science of it all. Hmm? If you strip it all down and what's really there, so to speak. Um, but what's really there is, is a lot more... <laughs> Emotions and feelings are very much what people are, are about. Of course, that's what the soul's prospect is ultimately, and that's what Bhagwan is ultimately about: feeling, emotion, and, um, and so forth. So there's the tattva side, and there's the bhava side, and bhakti and the Vedanta. Hmm? So that, that there is a ground of Vedanta, like I often say, like a, a, a kind of a canvas on which the art of which Krishna Leela is, is drawn. It's a wise kind of love. So the Sarvama was an extremely wise uh, person. And he was converted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And as I say, uh, this is the third time in a sense that the measure of his conversion is illustrated. The first is that Mahaprabhu decides after converting him to go and bring him prasadam in the morning from the temple of Jagannath. Hmm? Um, in some places, in, uh, in other texts, it's mentioned that he wouldn't take prasadam from the Jagannath temple. Or in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he wouldn't take, except under certain circumstances and times, having said his morning prayers and taken his bath and done all these rituals according to the Vedic norm and so on and so forth. Hmm? So Mahaprabhu brings him the prasad and he immediately takes the prasad and eats it. He doesn't go through any of his rituals and so on. He glorifies the Mahaprasad and Mahaprabhu is very pleased Hmm? that his bhakti is not covered by karma. Hmm? And the thinking that if I don't do these things hmm, and I just do bhakti, there will be a problem. If I, do, if, if I don't do these things, I'll incur sin, and so I have to do these things, and bhakti won't cover me. He, just, he couldn't say, I'll take, take prasad, it's come from your hand, it's come from Jagannath. Hmm? So, late, this is one instance, Mahaprabhu was very pleased with his uh, reaction. Later, Sarvabhoma um, presents a um, a verse from the Bhagavatam to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that he's not happy with. Hmm? Uh, the uh, it's a very nice verse from from Brahma's prayers. What is the verse? Tate nu kampam susamikshamana bhujane vatma kritam vipakam pridvagvapubir fridaramamaste jivaita yo mukti pare sadaya bhakti. The end line is jivaita jo mukti pare sadaya bhakti. He said, I don't like this word mukti. It should be bhakti. He wanted to cross out the word in the Bhagavatam, mukti, and change it to bhakti. And so. In a way, his he, he was dem- it was demonstrated through this that his bhakti was not covered by gyan uh, either. That he wasn't uh, doing bhakti to get mukti, but bhakti only for bhakti's say, side. He didn't like even the sound of the word mukti, which previously he had embraced as his ideal and thought, com- by comparison, lowly of of bhakti uh, as maybe only a means to an end that would be discarded and. Uh, if needed at all. Hmm. And so, of course, Mahaprabhu said that he was very happy to see that. He said, but you can't change a word in the Bhagavatam. 
you have to understand it differently. Hmm? Mukti pade, he said, means mukti at the feet of Bhagawan, not independent of Bhagawan, not where Bhagawan disappears in the so-called idea of mukti, hmm? but liberated at, at his feet in his, in, his, in his service, the implication is. So Bhavasaru settled uh, for that, but he demonstrated that the measure of his conversion was was complete, that he was a shuddha bhakta. Anyabhilashita shunyam gyan karmadi anapritam. It is uh, not uh, that bhakti that is uttam bhakti, it is not covered by gyan or karma. The idea that that I will do bhakti for a material thing, or I'll do bhakti for liberation, or that I think that if I don't do uh, conduct myself according to the rules of the Dharma Shastra, the Varnashram, hmm, um, there, there'll be problems for me, despite the fact that I'm doing bhakti, hmm, not letting go of that Varnashram. Um, so, and uh, Anukulena Krishna Anushilam Bhaktarut on the other side, the positive side, the it is favorable service to Krishna for his pleasure in an ongoing culture and so forth. So he demonstrated that he was a Shuddha Bhakta. He was uh, engaged in Uttam Bhakti, which Mahaprabhu was teaching through Rupa Goswami. And, uh, and, and so how much further can he be converted? How much further can he be, let uh, um, be his position be measured? Hmm? As I say, this is the third instance. And the way it comes up is that Sarvabhuma says to Shaitanya Mahaprabhu, when it's, 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 a, it's a done deal, he's going to South India. I mean, you cannot imagine how he was feeling. He'd been personally converted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu, would, Mahaprabhu, even though he converted him, he treated him like his, his Sikshu Guru. Hmm? Honored his learning and, and and so on, and he was elder to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth, according to the, the etiquette uh, of the Leela and so forth. But his heart was just sh- breaking, shattered. Hmm? To think, what, when will he come back? Will he ever come back? I mean, you, you just can't imagine how he must have felt. But he, while. Acknowledging you're going, and I, and I have to. You know, I can't interfere with that. I have one request, he said. One request I want to ask of you. One thing you will do for me when you go to South India. Hmm. What is that? Mahaprabhu asked, he said, there is one person named Ramananda Roy. He works in the government of the Raj, Prataparudra. I want you to talk with him. Hmm. He said, previously... Before my conversion, the implication is, I never understood him. Hmm? He's a strange fellow, I thought. The implication is, I was steeped in Vedanta. He was an emotionalist, and I didn't get him at all. thought he was a little weird. Hmm? But now that I've been converted by you, and I've had a glimpse into what you're about, and what kind of prospect you bring before the world before the jivas, how extraordinary that is. I can understand that he and you have something very much in common. Hmm? What he is about is what you're about. I've got that. Hmm? I understand Bhakta Tattva 
and through, with, in relation to rasa. Hmm? I've understood that Ramananda is a rasika bhakta, hmm? and what he has, that that will be good for you. I mean, how deeply he had insight. Who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was God? Who can teach him anything? And as we see, Ramananda is teaching him so many things. Hmm? How could what would Ramananda have to teach him? Hmm? There is something that Bhagwan doesn't know. What's it like to be a bat? This is a famous uh, <laughs> thing in a statement in uh, in um, philosophy of mind by a, one philosopher. What's it like to be a bat? Who knows? I mean, you can't. It's subjective. You can't get in there. You know, and it's a it's a private region. So here he is, Bhagwan. What's it like to be a devotee and of the highest order? What's it like to be Radha? Hmm? Mahabhu has to become Rat, Radha, like you have to become a bat to know what it's like to be a bat. Hmm? And so he, so that he has to be taught. Hmm? And 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 who will teach Krishna how to be Radha? Well, you could say Radha could teach him, but but that's not to some extent. Hmm. But she will employ those who are her dear most, hmm, who know her very well. You teach him about me. Hmm. So Radha, of course, is Kadadhar, as we know in Gorlila, and Ramananda is Vishaka. Hmm. Vishaka and uh, Radha, they are two ways of speaking about the same constellation. They were born on the same day. The girls were named after the different constellations um, and the different uh, the different the stars embracing the moon basically is what it means and it corresponds with the wives of Daksha who married Soma and they would name the girls of Braj after the different um, daughters I should say of Daksha who became the wives of the moon. Um, so, Nishaka is and Lalita and Lalita means is in Gorlila Swarup Damodar. These are the two that Mahaprabhu went into private life with hmm? in the end, and they are counseling him and chanting verses and augmenting his bhava and helping him to enter in there and and so on and so forth. So, he will meet now at the request of Sarvabhoma with. Uh, Krishna is meeting Vishaka Gopi in another Leela. Hmm? And the Leela in which he's trying to understand the position of Radha and he will get good counsel from Ramananda Roy. And Saraboma has some insight into this. You see how deeply he went into everything. Hmm? How much he was converted, how far he had come on the other side. That hmm? he could make that connection and from an overarching point of view, of course, while it appears ostensibly that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to South India for reasons of ec- external reasons, hmm? with regard to the dissemination of the Yuga Dharma, the, really the whole reason that he went was to meet Ramananda Roy. Hmm? The rest is all uh, superficial by comparison. This is the central feature of that whole. Uh, tour 
that, that connects that whole tour of Yuga Dharma dispensation with the internal reasons for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dis- descent uh, in no uncertain uh, terms. Hmm? So a very important uh, meeting. Hmm? And, uh, and Sarvabhoma could understand something about it. Hmm? He said, speak with him. You, you two will flourish together. There's something you, you have very much both have in common. He is stationed at Godavari, uh, along the banks of the Godavari. Hmm? And um, promise me that you'll meet with him. Mahaprabhu's off, he goes, and and of course he comes into uh, into Godavari, the river. It's one of the sacred, sac- famous sacred rivers of South India. And uh, and he just happens to meet Ramananda Roy. Hmm? And that's a very uh, beautiful meeting itself, of course. Um, the Mahaprabhu was a sannyasi. He comes, bathes in the river, and and it just so happens that, that meanwhile, this, while the sannyasi is bathing peacefully, quietly to himself in the river, along comes Ramananda on a palanquin carried by other people and Brahmins around him, blowing trumpets and chanting mantras and stuff, and the king is going to take uh, uh, the Vedic bath, all kinds of follow all the rules and and so forth. It's a uh, not, not, the, not the king, but the, but the government uh, servant um, who had a respectable uh, position in in the, in the in the community and so forth. So that they're very like look like very opposites. Mahabhu hmm? walking barefoot and and. Uh, and just wearing a, a, a nondescript uh, external uh, garment and so forth. And here comes Pratipurja Marsh, or excuse me, Ramananda Roy on the palanquin and, and so forth. And they they catch a, one another's eyes. What is the time? Uh, 7.20. 7.20. So um, we'll stop there for tonight and uh, continue in our next discourse. Are there any questions? Roy Ramananda ki jai, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai, Gaur Premanandi.